0: Now back into the show.
1: Based on our metrics and where we buy in our buy box or our acquisition criteria, it's why we have a high percentage of renewals and and can add a tremendous amount of value throughout the investment process, which I'm really proud. We read we have 200 plus years at least of leadership team experience outside of me at Alliance. So we're solutionary oriented. We could solve any challenge out there. We have great resources. We're resource rich. And when you have a culmination read of all these factors, guess what? Investors love it. They gravitate to it. They see the returns. They see the opportunities. They see the accountability, the transparency.
0: Today on the show, the pleasure of speaking with Ben Reinberg. Now Ben started building his real estate empire at just the age of 24 years old with nothing but shoe leather and a lot of hustle. Today he owns over $500 million in assets across the country and he shares his wealth building, commercial real estate investing, self-empowerment and leadership insights and knowledge with his audience around the world. I'm really pumped and excited to have him here on the show today to share his incredible knowledge and insights, but nothing to me. Let's get him out here. G'day Ben, welcome to the show. How are you doing today, mate?
1: Uh, g'day to you. What a pleasure, Reed. Thank you for having me on. Uh, really appreciate spending some time with you. Good to see you. Yeah, mate. No, and you're just down the road from me at uh, Newport Beach, right? You're, uh, you're, you're a resident of so- SoCal, was uh, I? am I'm now a resident. I was a. I'm a Chicago kid. Uh huh. Call myself a kid, and uh, I moved permanently here about a year ago. We had a house in December 2020, and I my kids uh i have a couple up at usc out in dtla one is about to walk the graduation ceremony and mm. about a week and a half i'm really excited then i have a daughter down here going to high school so uh, it's great i love the weather uh, it's been a little cold this season but i'm from chicago so it's not that cold <laughs> and there's no snow there's no potholes in orange county and and uh and I got beautiful beaches and ocean, and uh, and a great view out my window. So yeah, I'm here in Newport Beach. This is our West Coast office. We're based in Chicago. Uh, I was just there last week at the Boma Healthcare Real Estate Conference, which was a real treat. So awesome this, this, is, this is this is now I call home.
0: Awesome. Well, I was I was detecting a bit of an accent there, but I didn't want to uh, didn't want to say Chicagoan. So um, but the uh, but let's start. And uh, can you rewind the clock and tell me how you made your first ever dollar as a kid?
1: Uh, when I first, my first dollar, I mean, obviously I used to do lemonade stands and stuff when I was really young, but when I was eight years old, they sell cigarettes in a bar in a <laughs> local town and that's how I made some serious cash. And I tell that story a lot cause it's, it's pretty interesting story that I was able to be able to see a supply and demand and be able to undercut current pricing in a bar. You, uh, yeah. Not really proud of it, but it was something I did because I always wanted to buy Slurpees and candies at the local 7-Eleven down the street. That's all I knew. you know. Reed, when I grew up in the 70s, um, I'm 53 years old. There was no internet when I was a kid or cell phones. And so you kind of just, you became a street kid and you learned from the street how to deal with people. And I think when I look back at my career and I've been doing this commercial real estate investing Um, And my company Alliance, we've been going at it for almost three decades. Those experiences of the street hustle and learning the street and how to deal with people, I think, separate me from a lot of people. I think people my age, we don't just depend on texting and emails. We depend on handwritten letters. We depend on personal meetings, phone calls. And there's a real difference when you look at that uh, paradigm of how to communicate with people. And I talk about this on my podcast, the Ben Reinberg I Own It show. And I talk about it throughout my social media that that pick up the phone and call people you know, and have that open line of communication. And I think it's really lacking in our society. I think it breaks us apart. And I think it doesn't bridge the gap between people. So I think if people can pick up the phone and call them, you know, I have a friend of mine who's on my podcast and he said, I'm gonna give everyone a piece of advice. It's gonna be scary. Next time someone sends you an email, pick up the phone and respond to them. They'll be freaked out. And it was a great piece of advice, and it's so true. And so um, that's always my advice is open that line of communication. You'll see great success. But
0: but, but coming from your learning on the streets and selling Lucy's in a bar, right?
1: Uh-huh. That's right. <laughs> where were you getting where you get your supply from? Well, I would, my strategy was I would go and uh, – I would give a uh, immigrant that was standing on the street in this town. And if you understood the dynamics and the demographics, and I would, let's say a carton of Marlboro reds was, you know, eight bucks and I gave him a buck or two bucks to go into the, you know, back then we had mom and pop, uh, pharmacies Mm -hmm. and drugstores. And so whenever you need something, you go pay someone, he would go in, get it for you. I throw it in a pillowcase, put it underneath my hoodie walk in the bar and break it up and start selling and so uh it was kind of like just using leverage because obviously at a young age and i looked fairly young and i was short uh, i couldn't just walk in and and buy cigarettes i think he had to be 16 or 18 at the time in illinois to buy uh cigarettes so uh, it was just a it was just an arbitrage play of saying hey i could buy for x i could sell it for y and uh and make some money and develop cash and use it for what my needs were, which was sweets. You know, I am <laughs> everyone knows I'm a huge candy buff. You know, I have my employees from all the country send me packages and I pick up them. Everyone knows I love Snickers and Swedish fish and all these different candies. And it's something it's my Achilles heel because read, I'm really into my health. I train with a trainer five days a week and I eat healthy, but I indulge in sweets and in candy when I get a chance to. And so, uh, something that i always love
0: nice nice well let's pivot and talk about the development of alliance in your career you, see, you mentioned three decades of being involved in in real estate, commercial real estate do you want to give us a bit of a snapshot of what alliance does today and then we'll go back and you know yeah.
1: talk about how you built it well i'm an read i'm a, as i told you i'm an office industrial and retail expert And so I've owned every part of those different food groups, as I call them, different niches within the commercial real estate space. I've owned, financed, you name it. I've been through every single process. People call me a seven tool player because of what I can do in a deal. And I have people that work for me that have those capabilities as well. And so at the end of the day, right now we are focused on medical office. We are experts in medical office. We just launched a a brand new fund called the Alliance Medical Property Fund. It's to acquire medical and veterinary properties throughout the United States. We're currently raising equity. It's it's blowing off the shelf. We have a tremendous amount of people. We've added anywhere from 12 to 15 new employees over the past 35, 45 days, because we see the growth and we see the opportunities coming in this marketplace. So that's what I currently focus on. We still own industrial, still own some retail. Uh, we're winding some of that down. We're going to launch an industrial fund shortly and some additional medical properties funds. But then today, the day, I'm what's called the fiduciary capital. Uh, we make accredited investors and family offices a tremendous amount of money. I have a mid-20s IRR track record in the medical space, and we're growing that and very excited about the future. I am in the prime of my career. And what I tell people about commercial real estate, they say, well, what kind of business is it? I say, it's a marathon business. It's not trading. It's not get rich quick. It's developing your craft. It's the ability to hold. And these are all the key functions to investing in commercial real estate, understanding the real estate fundamentals. So how the business works when people ask me, especially the younger generation, about what they're seeing in the future and what they're about to embark on is you spend the first third of your career on your your back the next third on your feet and the last third on your stomach. And I'm on my stomach. and I've been for a while now. And the reason behind that is you learn how to get in and out of deals, navigate, be able to swim through. And 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 so it's an important concept because for anyone that wants to get in commercial real estate or if you're in commercial real estate, whether it's brokerage or different types of brokerage, tenant wrap, leasing, your investment sales, uh, your principal and different niches out there, whether it's multifamily like yourself, read things take time. It's not as liquid as investment. However, you create value. If you work hard, you show up every day and you continue to work hard, you will see a consistency and and a tremendous amount of wealth that you could build in commercial real estate. It is a marathon business. And if you respect the business and you understand that, you could do really well. But you have to show up. You got to grind every day. You got to keep pushing forward. You got to fail forward. You're going to fail. But you keep pushing forward. And by doing all these little things, you'll see, you'll be able to do a look back like I have in my career and say, man, look how far we've come. Mm-hmm. And you don't see it in the moment and you don't relish on it, but you can look back and, and say, man, we're doing okay. we are keep going. We're, and so this business you'll see in these different environments with different recessions and depressions and everything we've been through as a country, it will shake people out of the business. And why it's because they don't continue to work on themselves and their expertise, mm. and that's something I encourage everyone to do.
0: I want to dive a little bit deeper into the medical office as a as an investment class. I try to think out of the four or five hundred episodes we've done over the last seven or eight years. I don't think I've ever spoken to anyone who has MOB experience. I know a little bit about it, but you know, not as as much as I'd like to know because you are the expert. So, walk us through MOBs in my basic understanding how to. Was coming out of the '90s, they had a big, big boom, and then coming into the early 2000s, they sort of people started divesting of it. You know, and I only know this because my old developer boss used to be into it, but now it seems to be coming back around. Talk about what where we are in the cycle for MOBs right now, and how you're seeing opportunity with coming out of COVID, all this other stuff, and 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 where you think you can pounce.
1: Yeah, and just to take a step back, the human body is never going out of style. Mm-hmm. It's why love this niche and what we do at Alliance and the new Alliance medical property fund. That's why it's going to thrive. And that's why it's so hot out there. It's the best fund on the market. And why is that? Well, number one is medical office is recession and pandemic resilient. I say resilient. It's not proof. Nothing's proof guaranteed. Why is that? Because you still have, you still need medical services and the stuff that we invest in the properties we invest in read are anywhere that you and your family would use those services. It could be surgery centers, gastro, uh, dermatology, orthopedic. Um, you name a niche, it's stuff that we buy and we own. And because of that, the tenants have significant investment in the properties. There's usually annual rent growth. Uh, they have high 80s percentage renewal rates, and they have significant investment in the property. And so based on our metrics and where we buy in our buy box or our acquisition criteria, it's why we have a high percentage of renewals and, and can add a tremendous amount of value throughout the investment process, which I'm really proud. We read we have 200 plus years at least of leadership team experience outside of me at Alliance. So we're solutionary oriented. We can solve any challenge out there. We have great resources. We're resource rich. And when you have a culmination, read of all these factors, guess what? investors love it they gravitate to it they see the returns they see the opportunities they see the accountability the transparency so my core values at alliance are transparency integrity consistency and expertise gotcha. and and then you tie in an asset class like medical office to get further into your point is because of tenants investment because how the deep roots that they establish in the community and the the credit worthiness of a lot of our tenants it makes it a lot easier to be able to add value to the income process and to these investments and it's why we have a mid-20s irr it's why we feel that we're going to do great in this market we feel that with a lot of loans coming due and hard to refinance and the abilities for sellers to sell and values being uh, devalued because of rental rates are compressing in certain markets we think it's a great opportunity for alliance to double down and make our investors a tremendous amount of money with the way our platform's set up with our experience and the capital that we have behind us it's a real privilege to invest in our new fund and i'm really excited because to offer it to the public and let people say hey i know things could be tough out there it could be scary you're worried about a looming recession rising interest rates high gas and oil prices Well, guess what, folks? We have a solution for you with tax benefits as well. And so I'm really proud of the medical office space. It's conservative. It's safe, secure investing with upside. It's not as sexy as some other product types, but I could tell you we're slow and steady and we survive and we keep thriving. And that's what our investors can see. And uh, that's why we encourage everyone to look us up because let's see how we can benefit you and your family. Sure. Let us know how we can create wealth for you and your family and create a legacy that you're looking for.
0: I love it. And that's part of why a lot of people tuning in um, to, to, to learn more about the different niches out there. So let's talk about your buy box. What you, When you you mentioned orthopedic surgeries, you mentioned gastros, are these sort of single-story strip retail that you're buying that are outside of the big insurance conglomerates, you know, you're not going in and buying a hospital, right? You're going in and buying sort of relatively small size MOBs that you're then advertising to the tenants being the orthodontist, the, you know, the physical therapist, the the family office, right? Uh, so fa- family, family doctor's office, correct?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's part of it. What we look for is significant investment in the properties by our tenants. We look for certain density within a market. We only buy excuse me, in certain states mm-hmm. of the United States that have population growth, good healthcare markets, good residential growth as well, because that's important when you look at MOB. So we might not be taking down a large hospital. We'll leave that for the institutions. But what we're doing is putting down our great portfolios for the institutions, because they don't want to do all the legwork that Alliance does and create the value they need to for the local teacher in in Hawaii to get a return in his pension fund. Mm-hmm. So, and, and, and at the end of the day, so we own everything that you and your family would use. It could be dental. It could be, you know, like I said, gastro orthopedic, it could be a surgery center. We do many hospitals as well. So as we grow, there is an opportunity. We will start buying hospitals and get, as we grow, cause we're growing significantly. So there's all different opportunities out there. It could be down the road when cannabis becomes legal you know, maybe that's some a niche we're going to look at. There's so many things in in healthcare that's growing. There's, bio, there's biotech that's out there and biomed and all these different niches coming about that we keep our eyes open. We have an open mind and we're always looking to grow and learn. And so I do a lot of things differently. I try to get ahead of the curve. When dialysis wasn't hot and people didn't understand it, we were buying it. And then all of a sudden it became hot and then we were selling it. So we always look to be a little bit ahead of the curve and look at the new niches coming out and see how can we capitalize on them for us and our investors. And so I'm extremely proud of my incredible talented people at Alliance. I'm proud of how far we've come. And I love medical office. It's a great niche we have. We have a lot of other niches, but medical office is the best asset class in the United States. And right now it's hot and the Alliance Medical Property Fund's out there to create wealth for for all these investors that are looking to diversify and say let me go into a universe where I can fe- feel safe and secure and re- and have a profitable investment with tax benefits do do you find a
0: value add strategy of coming in and like identifying the dentist for example and trying to match up a neighboring x-ray service, you know, or um, a PT, you know, like sort of pulling the, the the services together. They might be individual tenants, but is that a value add that, you you know, as I'm trying to think about through how you'd come in and add value to an existing quote-unquote office building just happens to be focused more medical. Do you try and lure in those other services to be sort of a one-stop shop to if someone goes to the dentist, they can then go over to the physio, they could then go and get, you know, an x-ray done uh, next door.
1: Reid, that's a strategy you can implement. Um, And we've done that in the past. A lot of it is knowing what we're buying, knowing where rents are. We look at the real estate fundamentals. We do a deep dive on where can we add value? Mm -hmm. It's current existing leases. Are we building something? So we're always looking at where are the opportunities? Where are the advantages? Again, go back to the experience level at Alliance. Because we've been there, done that, and we've had so many deal flows and so many buildings we built And we have our own internal property and asset management department. We're very vertically integrated. It allows us to make great decisions. It allows us to look at and focus okay, where can we invest our capital, our investors' capital, to be able to build wealth and and value? It could be lease renewals, it could be credit enhancements, it could be a variety of things. It's building a great portfolio that an institution will pay a premium for. Mm -hmm. So it's a holistic approach, it's not just one angle. And again, that's the beautiful thing about this business is that experience matters when you have to make these type of decisions and add
0: value. Gotcha. As you see coming into the last twelve months, we've had you know the Fed raise interest rates nearly five hundred times or five fivefold to go from zero to five percent. What? How are you seeing that affecting the MOB space? Have, have you seen? Delinquency tick up. Have you seen people you know, come out of biz, you know, out of biz because interest rates are higher? Because I know on the multi side, we're still definitely seeing a, a hangover from COVID and people having a bit of high delinquency. We're obviously seeing the pricing of multifamily go um, drop. So, how has that been affecting in your niche of, of MOBs and, and other commercial uh, multi uh, other commercial real estate you you invest in?
1: Well, the nice thing the difference between us and multifamily is we're not subject to these crazy eviction laws, you have to see these moratoriums and, and, you know, multifamily is a really tough space right now. It's why a lot of multifamily investors have gravitated to our new fund. But what we see is in a rising interest rate market, there's opportunities where some of these physician groups, uh, values have decreased, we see rental rates being compressed, and so values are dropping. So some folks have loans, and they don't want to refinance or they, their cash flow has been pinched because like you said, they're at a low interest rate. Maybe interest rates have doubled or tripled for them, depending on who they are. And they look at it and they're like, it's just not worth investing. It's not worth owning this asset. So they come to us and we buy it. And so uh, that's one opportunity we see. And then also in just in general, we look at hundreds of deals a week to buy the stuff that we put in our portfolio, but it's just finding the motivated seller. The key to anything in commercial real estate is you have to have the motivated seller. And when you have the motivated seller and you roll up your sleeves and you put the time in, you know, that's a difference. This is not a nine to five business. You want to get in commercial real estate. You're in the wrong business. This is, you know, I'm up at the crack of dawn. I go meet my trainer. I work out. I'm in the office. I, I, I've i been there this long time. I still have the same habits, Reed. Still do the same thing. Working long hours, working late, traveling. You know, my personal brand is taking off, the podcast is. I do all these things to help build brand awareness and help people involved to learn about commercial real estate and what it means to invest so they could build wealth. Gotcha. And so, at the end of the day, I think there's great opportunities. I think there's there's some uncertainty out there that we can provide certainty. And that's what we do at Alliance. How, how much are you looking to raise in the fund, Um, the new, the new uh, medical... We're, fund. We're we're raising 15 million 50 million, but I think it's going to double. I think we'll end up being hundred million by the end of the year because of the de, the demand and and the lack of supply. You know, we realize like, okay, well if we're going to have this much demand, maybe we got to increase the fund size, which we can. That's also awesome. and so we're starting to see a large amount of demand and it's starting to escalate and people are getting upset they can't get in. So anyone out there, if you're listening, and you want to come in, don't don't wait. Pull the trigger and and give us a call in order to get in because life is short you'll miss out there's only so much space and uh, and I'm planning on taking some space too and because I love what we do read and I love the fact it's transparent I could kick the bricks and mortar our investors get direct deposits right into their bank accounts and at the end of the day to me it's one of the best investments in the world and I feel really comfortable with it. And I know people out there listening, you can understand what I'm talking about. You'll feel comfortable with this type of asset class as well.
0: For those of you who are interested in staying up to date with all the latest happenings in my business, or to learn more about passively investing directly into my multifamily value-add deals, then head over to reedgoosens.com and sign up for my monthly newsletter. By signing up, you'll automatically be notified about my new up-and-coming investment opportunities. You'll be able to stay up-to-date with all the latest real estate news here in the United States, and much, much more. So head over to reedgoosens.com and sign up today. Now, back into the show. You mentioned earlier the different states you're investing in. Where are those states you're targeting right now
1: for the fund um, to be deployed uh, around? It's a great question. I appreciate you asking me that. We start with Maryland, Virginia. We draw a smiley face in the United States. So we invest in the uh, mid atlantic down. We invest in the southeast, the south, southwest, parts uh, mountain west, and parts of the west coast. So being from Chicago, you're probably like, well, how come you're not investing in Illinois? We see a lot of chaos. I was just in Chicago. Um, We don't see a lot of law and order, unfortunately, but we do see the ability for population growth, uh, great healthcare markets in the markets that we are currently investing. Now, it doesn't mean the fund can't go into all these different markets that are not included in my conversation with you, but we really focus and double down on those markets, Reed.
0: And do you have a buy team that's looking at deals in those markets every single day? You got boots on the ground, or you sort of have more centralized in the Chicago office to um, to be able to buy, you know, remotely.
1: Well, we have offices around the country. We have people around the country that work for us, and we have an whole acquisition department that we look around the country. And so, because we own we own properties in a lot of these states now, because of our pedigree and been doing this for almost thirty years, you know, you end up accumulating a portfolio. And what ends up happening is that you are resource rich and when you're resource rich it makes it a lot easier to get through deals and find great opportunities reed
0: 100% i could not agree with you more um, given your your track record my 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 question always comes in it's always good to talk about you know the mid 20 irrs but what's been the the worst deal you've ever done and what and what did you learn from that deal because i think the, the the mistakes are the ones that 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 that, that give you
1: calluses The mistakes are the one that give you calluses, but on top of that, they teach you great lessons. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have deals where I've learned where we've made huge profits. I learned valuable lessons. Like I'm never going to do that again. Or I've learned where, you know, I bought large office campuses and rental rates have compressed, or we get involved in a serious recession and you lose an anchor tenant and all of a sudden you're drowning. And then you got to go work something out with your lender and, and break even, which we did on one deal. But yeah, it's, it's buying asset classes where, you know, when things change, like look at general office, like suburban office. It's a dying animal, unfortunately. It breaks my heart. Our headquarters were in Bannockburn, Illinois, and I would look at the buildings we were in were class A, class B type 19 construction buildings, Read, and the Ghost Town, mm-hmm. even before the pandemic. Then the pandemic happened. I said, oh, my God, how are these buildings going to bounce back? And the problem is the TI package and the leasing commissions are growing, the rental rates are compressing, and the margins are are getting smaller. And so you get involved in situations and the market changes, and it could be out of your control, and that's where you have challenges. But again, if you have a leadership team like I have, and you can become solutionary oriented, you can navigate through some tough waters in this business. You gotta be patient. You gotta do your homework and underwrite not every deal is perfect. You know, I always tell investors, look, if I go eight or nine for 10 out of my career with you and make you millions, that's a heck of a career. Mm. Some investors look at it differently, like I want perfection out of you a lot. <laughs> well, I can't guarantee that. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm I'm good and we're great and excellent at what we do, but we're not perfect. And I tell people that I said, look, there's things that don't always go well that are of our control, rental rates can compress. We have a terrorist attack. We have a pandemic. Things happen in life out of our control. You have rising interest rates, you know? Rising interest rates. It could be anything, it could be not being prudent. So, but at the end of the day, when you have a tracker, you've been in business for a long time, success leads clues. And when it leaves clues, it's like this company must know what they're doing. They've been around for a long time. They have great leadership team experience. They pay preferred returns. They have great core values. That's what I lean into. Is who we are as people. I know everyone in life has challenges. They're going to fail. It's how you deal with your failures. You know, tough times don't last, tough people do. That's what I tell people. Love it. And there's no truer statement than that. And so it doesn't matter if you have a bad deal, you get yourself up, you dust off, you learn the lessons that come out of it, and you go from there. I, the first deal I ever did read, the first week, I lost 45% of the income. I turned it around and I made a 3x multiple on the deal to give you a multifamily term. We don't use multiples, but I'll give you a multiple. And it was a little under 3x. Why that and there were so many lessons that came out of that first deal. I ended up being I'm not I'm not a broker, even though I'm a licensed broker in Illinois. I don't practice brokerage, but I actually I actually sold that deal myself when I did hmm. my first deal. I wanted to learn and see like, how am I going to position a property? and teach an investment sales broker how I want something sold if I don't do it myself. So I did myself, I learned, and there was great lessons that came out of it that I'm extremely proud of that I incorporate today. So you never forget your first deal, like, you know, your first girlfriend or whatever. Your first failure. (laughs) First failure. Yeah. You you learn. This business, what I love about it, and because I'm a huge personal development guy, is growth. I love growth. I love learning. I love learning new things. I love improving as a person. And that's what this business offers you. It gives you a platform for growth.
0: Yeah, I love it. Look, mate, at the end of every show, we like to dive into the top five investing tips. But before we do that, what is your plan for between now and the end of the year? What are you looking to acquire? You mentioned the fund. What else you got going on in the business? And personally, that you're looking to develop in the next sort
1: of six to to eight months? Well, one of the things is I'm going to start teaching commercial real estate. I'm working on that. Um, We're growing the podcast. The Ben Reinberg brand is growing as well. I started a year ago, literally almost a year ago. We started it. Podcast started May 31st. It's growing like a weed. We have celebrities and ultra high net worth investors or individuals that come on to add value. And so I'm looking forward to expanding that. I'm looking forward to getting into other asset classes that we used to buy and also bringing on talented acquisition people and get into you know, the hotel space and self-storage and some other asset classes and really diversify our investors into other categories besides medical office and veterinary office. So I'm excited about that. I'm 53. I think I got another, I don't know, 30 years into me. I think I'm going to double it. And I'm looking forward to making people more money and building their wealth. Uh, One of my goals is I want everyone in Alliance to be multimillionaires and become and live the visions that they want. We're doing some cool things we're bringing in a human behaviorist to align our companies uh our individuals our employees individual personal goals with the company goals and make sure we're in alignment and learning from that i'm always working on my health that's a that's always a work in progress uh, and learning about the different technology coming out for health and my goal is delivery to about 150 if i can <laughs> and be able to create impact to the world but also be a great example to my kids and watch them and my grandkids grow up so I can create an impact on everyone else too. So uh, it's just a lot of things going on. I'm really excited. I have a lot of great things. I got wonderful people around me, but I could tell everyone they're like, well, how did you do it, Ben? And it is hard work. It's showing up every day. You know, I, someone told me what, what is success and success means different things to different people. But I can give you some of the skill sets I've seen from my colleagues over the years that create success. And this is going to be part of my speech. So every Monday we do a leadership team call and I always inspire them with my pearls of wisdom that I've learned through my research and my own knowledge. The three things everyone can take with you is your attitude, your attitude, how you show up every day, your mental presence, your mindset is so important when you step into the arena of work and life. The other thing is motivation. You have to be motivated to become the best version of yourself in business, if that's what you wanna do. Okay, and the last thing which is so important is commitment. What does commitment mean? You know, commitment is something where you'll do whatever it takes to get it done. One of my mentors told me when I was a young man, he pulled me aside and he said, and he said so what do you think of this situation i said i'm going to do my best he goes don't ever say that again don't do your best do whatever it takes ben and i've always carried that through with me is do whatever it takes that's commitment commitment is showing up on a saturday when it's beautiful out and sunny on a summer day in chicago raising equity maybe late at night uh calling investors to cater around their schedules Getting in at the crack of dawn. Maybe you have to miss an event here or there to deal with someone. Showing love to your employees when no one else does, doing things differently because you're committed to the success of others and to create a world for people that maybe they never had. Commitment has a lot of different meanings, Reed. But when you can commit and you could say, I'm going to be the best version of myself, I'm not going to be, st- I'm not just going to live by society's rules. I'm going to step out of my box and become the best version of myself. And that's why I encourage my employees. I say, I say to them, I'm very honest with you. I go, mediocrity does not live in my life. Hmm. And I'm not going to accept it, my company. And they understand that. You know why? Because if you want to be wildly successful in whatever you do in life, you have to commit. And that's so important. And I hope everyone in your audience understands that because you get up and every day. It's not perfect. You're tired. You don't want to go up to work. Go off to work. You don't have to commute. You don't have to go to your bedroom, wherever you work, if you're remote. And there's so many things you have to do that you need to do. And you have to balance your mind and your emotions to get up and go do it. And for how long I've been doing this, I've mastered it. And I encourage everyone is work on yourself and your emotions because your emotions are going to play games with you. And guess what? laziness prevails and says, "nah, I can't do that." Yes, you can. Get up and do it. And if you do that and you're consistent, you'll be more reliable, you'll build more trust, and you will expand your horizon, and accelerate your your income, your career, and your fulfillment. And I wish someone would have told me that when I was younger. I had I am now this 53-year-old man that that learned the hard way of what it's really about. And so I feel obligated to share this knowledge with you and your audience and everyone out there of don't take life for granted. Enjoy every day you get to wake up. Enjoy every moment someone pours a great thought into your head that provided value and contributed to your life. There's so many people that have contributed to my life, Read that I'm so grateful for. And it took me a long time to understand that.
0: Love it. Love it, Ben. We'll look at the end of every show. i love to dive into the top five investing tips. You ready to get into it?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mate, question number one is What's the daily habit you practice to keep on
1: track towards your goals? Oh, that's a great question. I meditate. I meditate and I exercise every single day. Love it. I, I,
0: I, I noticed that uh, if I don't meditate every day, something's a little bit off and my day's just out the window. So love I it. Agree. Question number two is Who's been the most influential person in your career?
1: Oh, God, that is tough. I've had so many mentors and, and icons. Being from Chicago, we have so many icons in our business. I think the biggest influence on my career is my mother. Mm. Um, when I was younger getting started, she gave me a poem by C.W. Longnecker called The Victor. And I carry a wallet on me, and I carry that poem with me. And I always look at it because it's all about your belief system. And I think if it wasn't for her to mentally support me when I was starting this journey, I don't think I'd be the man I am today. So I think she was the most influential of where I am today. That's awesome. That's awesome. She's still around. Absolutely, I get awesome. to see. Her, uh, I get to see her next weekend for Mother's Day. She's flying into California. Love it. Yeah, uh, really excited to see her. Treat treat her well, and uh, give her a big hug. That's um, right. Question number
0: three is what's the most influential tool that you use in your business? And a tool could be a physical tool like a journal or a phone or it could be a piece of software that you just can't run the business without. What is it?
1: Well, (laughs) there's so so much software we invest in. I think for me, one of my biggest tools is is journaling. It's also um, the phone is a big thing for me is having that personal... Connection, picking up the phone—that's something I enjoy doing. It's how I learn life in the business, and uh, and so those two things are are really important to me. No,
0: it goes back to what you were saying earlier about the street smarts and having just a bit more of old school way of picking up the phone, making sure it's written down, following up with people in a, in the correct manner rather than just texting and or, or
1: relying on email. So, so, I'll show you. I'll show you something real quick. So if you see this. See these legal pad papers. Mm-hmm. I've used. Thousands of them, <laughs> and the problem is I have a hoarding problem where I, I have trouble getting rid of them because there was no like database thing like on Outlook where you put a contact mm-hmm. in it your assistant would, and so I'd always have to like pull up a notepad from like eight months ago and be like, so Reed Goose, like what what was this cell phone again? And then you know, like and so that was the story of my career was these legal pad pairs. So I'm still I write everything down even on my leadership team call even when I said today is like everyone bring a pad of paper and a pen because cuz Ben's going to start teaching. I'm going to lay down some knowledge on them and when you write it by hand and for everyone out there. Mm-hmm. Okay, instead of typing, you write it by hand. It will be more ingrained in your brain. That's a secret for you. Oh, I do exactly the same thing. I've written the whole uh, conversation down here. Even as just scribble. Uh, it, I'm it's, a little worried.
0: It, it's it's a little scribble, but it's uh it goes there's something, you know, something subconscious that you do when you write it down. And even for me, for my weekly, I've got it in my calendar, but I've got to write the week out on a pad. And I cross it out at the end of the day because then it's like it's a little victory. Like, yeah, look at what you did. You, you look back and you did the five things you said you're going to do today. Boom, you're going to do five more things tomorrow. So so love it. Question number four. In one sentence, what has been the biggest failure you've learned in your career? And you know, what did, what did you, you take away from that failure?
1: Biggest failure in my career was uh, not seeking the truth in what someone was telling me. And le- not just hearing the words, but understanding what they were saying to me and that way I could respond better. And I think that was a lesson that I learned. Gotcha, nice. Last question, mate, is where can people reach you to continue the conversation? They want to be in your sphere, where do they go? Oh, real simple. They can go to AllianceCGC.com. That's AllianceCGC.com. Feel free to log on if you want to invest in the brand new Alliance Medical Property Fund selling out quickly. If you want to follow me, go to benreinberg.com. And um and and basically you can follow me on every social media platform, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, you name it. And also you can listen to my podcast. It's called Ben Reinberg. I own it. We're on all the different platforms: Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, you name it. Um, and it's all about owning every aspect of your life, health, wealth, relationships. Uh, business, commercial real estate. We bring icons in all over the world to share knowledge along with me to provide you value so you can improve your life as well as ours. And so those are the best ways to engage with me. And uh either personally or business, you want to invest passively in commercial real estate, Real, re, uh, reach out to us because we'll show you how to build wealth
0: awesome stuff my friend well look I want to thank you so much for jumping on the show today um, just to reflect some of the things I took away from today's show I think it's really important to understand you're in it for the long run right you've been doing this for over three decades and you mentioned like you're on your back you're on your front and you're sort of working for it and you're in it for the long term you know commercial real estate isn't in, isn't in a get-rich-quick scheme I think there's been a you know the last five to ten years a lot of people have got quite wealthy very very quickly um, and we're sort of seeing a bit of an adjustment back to sort of a more longer-term Focus in in today's in markets, in my personal opinion, which I think goes back to this, you know, the message you're saying that you've got to be in it for the long term and have that resilience and show up each and every day. Um, and then I you know just love what you're talking about in and around the medical office space and how it's such an interesting niche that's coming back into people's um, you know preview of, of, of you know when they've been historically investing in self-storage or multi-family now they're sort of saying hey, what's this medical office building all about and how is that you know is it recession resilient and how can that help protect me and give me all the tax benefits of these other traditional sort of investments we've seen in the last five to ten years and so um, I really encourage people to, to reach out to you but in that little summary did I miss anything did it leave anything out for you?
1: No, the the one thing, the key is, if anyone's interested in commercial real estate, it's about the ability to hold. It's not location, location, location. Ability to hold is so important. And I want everyone to understand that. That will help you create wealth, is be able to hold the property, ride through cycles, have enough reserves, understand the real estate fundamentals, and you will thrive. or All right, my friend, look, enjoy the rest of your week, and we will catch up very, very
0: soon. Appreciate it. Well, they have another cracking episode jam-packed with some incredible advice from Ben. Remember, head over to benreinberg.com or you can head over to alliancecgc.com to check out everything that they're doing over there in terms of their new fund in and around the medical office space if that's in what you're interested in doing. I want to thank you all again for taking some time out of your day to tune in to continue to grow your financial IQ because that's what we're all about here on this show. The easiest way to give back is to give it a five-star review on iTunes and we're going to do this all again next week. So remember, be bold, be brave, be brave, and go give life a crack.